What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. In today's episode, I'm going to hit you with some important reminders that you need to know if you want to achieve your goals. This is the podcast that you listen to when you know that you want something and you don't quite have it yet, but you want to get it. And this is the podcast that gives you the exact path. Now, when I say the exact path, most people think in terms of tactics and strategies. Tell me what to eat. Tell me what my macro should be. How many calories should I be eating? How much cardio should I be doing? How many carbs should I be eating? Should I be fasting? Should I be doing low carb, high carb? And here's the thing the tactics mean absolutely nothing. Like, actually, nothing. If we don't have the proper mental foundation in place, it's the thing that nobody wants to hear. But my objective is not to get you to do things differently. It's to get you to think about things differently. Because if you change your thoughts, it means that you change your beliefs. And when you change your beliefs, you change your actions. When you change your actions, you change your results. So let's start at the source, right? Think about it. The way that you've been thinking about the problem, the problem being you want to lose some weight, you want more energy, you want to look better, feel better, perform better, you want a better relationship with food, you want to set a better example for your kids, you have desires and they're all valid. You don't have to put them on the back burner. You can have everything that you want. But the way that you've been thinking about those problems and those goals and those outcomes has not gotten you to where you want to be. So you have to think differently. We always try to insert this, the tactics first. We're like, well, it must be keto. It must be fasting. It must be a different macro combination. No. It is quite literally how you think about the problem. If you think differently, here's a real quick example. The individual who goes from thinking about this whole endeavor as a time-restrained thing, meaning there's a start date and an end date, the person that goes from that mental model of operating, start date, end date, there's a finish line. I start here, I end here, six weeks, 12 weeks. 52 weeks, whatever it is, the person that goes from that mental model to the forever game, the infinite game, the I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life, so I better treat it accordingly. You know what falls into place? The actions, the habits, the behaviors, the rituals, the routines, the things that actually get you to where you want to go. That's just a very easy example. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just excited to share. Some, some reminders. This is just going to be a few reminders that are going to be really important for you to get everything that you want out of this journey. So first and foremost, because it is a Wednesday episode, that means we've got some stuff to give away. We're officially at 804 reviews on Apple Podcasts alone, closing in on 1,000. We'll have to do something for the 1,000 reviews milestone. And uh, if you don't know, every single week, if you leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, 
you're eligible to win a free supplement of your choice from one of our sponsors, Organifi, Cured Nutrition, or Legion Athletics. Get your pick, whatever you want. Now, of the 804 ratings and reviews, we have an average rating of 4.9 out of 5, which is pretty damn good. My, my goal is never to be perfect. Um, it's just to be a little bit better uh, over time. So this week's winner is L Tinker. L Tinker, the title of the review says, Awesome, Honest, and Necessary. And the review says, Mike has some of the most brutally honest conversations I've ever heard and is things that you need but may not always want. He cares about you because he has been there. And that is what I love about this podcast. Such great knowledge and information on health, nutrition, but also to be used in life. Go listen. Thank you so much, L Tinker. And and yes, the secret is that I care much more about life things than health and fitness things. I just think that health and fitness is a wonderful vehicle to get what you want out of life because there's so much carryover. It is one of the most common things that we hear from clients when they are pursuing their goals in health and fitness with us. And they start to think about things differently. And they start to change their thoughts, which change their beliefs, which change their actions, which change their results. All of a sudden, they're like, oh my God, I am a better parent. I'm showing up more confidently at work. I got a promotion. I got a raise. Like all of these other things happen as a result, as a side effect of doing the whole health and fitness thing. So um, I do believe that there is a tremendous carryover effect from prioritizing yourself and that most of the things that I teach, it's uh, through the lens of wanting to get more out of life. I always say like my ultimate goal is help to help people make decisions that move them closer to the things that they want. And that's a very important distinction. It's not about getting more. It's not about doing more. It's about moving closer to the things that you want as an individual. So I appreciate the comment. Uh, just email me, mike at peakoptimizationperformance.com, and I will get you all hooked up with any supplement of your choice from one of our sponsors. And for anybody that wants an opportunity to win next week, all you have to do is go into the podcast app on your phone, hit the search button, type in Mind Over Macros, tap the thumbnail, scroll all the way down until you see the ratings and reviews, and then write a review and submit it. A five-star review will will allow you to be eligible. And uh, it takes about 30 seconds. Even if you're subscribed, you still have to go through that process for some reason. That's just how it's set up. So if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to the show. Hit the follow button and spread the love. Share this to Instagram. Take a screenshot of the episode if you enjoy it, and then post it to your stories and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. So these are some things that it's easy to forget. There are certain things that are easy to forget along the way. And I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in this industry for a long time. And I've learned a lot. And I've made a lot of mistakes. And I, I find that there is a very similar kind of journey and evolution that we all take. There's a lot of hurdles and kind of roadblocks that get in the way frequently. And again, I'm not, I'm not talking about like, we have to get out of this mindset of like, everything is about 
food and exercise. Like, yes, of course, those are the decisions, the, the micro decisions that we focus on because it's, it's hard to zoom out. It's hard to assess like the internal dialogue and your identity and your thoughts and beliefs. And that stuff is a little bit abstract, although it doesn't have to be. But, but we always think like, oh, what if I hit a weight loss plateau? Then what should I do with my calories? And it's, you're focusing on the wrong things. So let's just get started. Let me just, let me just kind of go through. But I wanted to set the frame because it really is about changing the way you think about things instead of always focusing on the tactics and the strategies and, oh, what's the most effective way to structure my macros? Like the most here, spoiler alert, the most effective way to structure your macros is going to be personalized and individualized to you based off of a number of variables, like all of your markers of, of objective data, like how tall you are, how, um, how much you weigh, um, you know, your age, how act, active you are, your you know, work situation. Is it an active job or a sedentary job? Uh, do you train X amount of times per week, whatever, like all that stuff. And then in addition to that, your current metabolic state. So we look at things like your diet history and how many calories you're currently eating and what the last dieting attempt looked like. Um, and then kind of, you know, certain biofeedback markers. Are you noticing fatigue or brain fog or low libido or mood issues, and things like that? We kind of get a sense of your metabolic state. Then we also look at personal preferences. Uh, do you like carbs over fats? Are you, what are your favorite foods? What are your non-negotiables? And then we look at your personality type uh, because we need to know if you're dopamine dominant or you're somebody that probably needs a little more serotonin, like things like that all determine the ideal macro combination for you. And so instead of being so hyper-focused, like that's an easy process. The difficult process is having the right mindset to embrace that journey to be like, you know what, this is a very personalized and individualized process. So rather than trying to find the secret sauce, like why don't I actually just build a sustainable foundation of healthy habits while I pursue the ideal macro combination? It's not about what do I do when I hit a plateau? How do I adjust my calories and macros and all that stuff? Like the tactics are easy once we have this foundation in place. And the things that get you tripped up, like this time of year, this time of year, I'm recording this in, in October. This time of year, the biggest roadblock is the way that you perceive this time of year, the way that you treat a busy time of year when there are more opportunities to overindulge for like Halloween candy and Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the celebrations and holidays and things get hectic and schedules are busy. So it's the mindset of, I have to put all of these things on hold, right? How you think about things, how you think about this process is really the biggest roadblock right now. If you're thinking, I need my schedule to be perfect, you're always going to struggle. And that's probably how you've thought about things up until this point. Well, it's not the right time. I need less chaos. My life is so chaotic. And I know that this is the case because I've been doing this for so long. and. I get messages from people pretty much every single day talking about these exact issues. It's like, well, I just don't have the time to eat healthy. And I'm like, okay, help me understand. Are you eating food, 
right now. Are you eating food? Yes, you're eating food. Okay, then what is the difference in the time that it takes you to put one food in your mouth versus another? It's literally no different. It's the mindset shift. Now you can say, oh, well, convenience food is faster. Is it though? Is it actually? Or is that a belief that's holding you back? Again, we're, we're so conditioned to not challenge our existing beliefs, which is, which is the real challenge. We're so conditioned to not challenge our existing beliefs. It's, there's a saying out there that's like, we're willing to challenge our beliefs, except beliefs that we don't know we have or those that we really believe in. Like everything else, we're like, oh yeah, sure. I'm, I'm open-minded. I'll challenge my beliefs, except when you really believe it or you don't know that it's a belief that you hold. Like the way that you've been thinking about this has not worked. We have to think about things differently. So no, you don't need the perfect schedule. No, you don't need for things to settle down. No, you don't need more time. I'm sorry. It's, it's bullshit. It's a lie. You don't need more time. You're already doing the things. You just have to trade the things that you're doing in the time that you have, right? So the time that you're spending eating certain food would be replaced with the same amount of time with different choices. It, it's literally just a, a search and replace. Or, or as I did a whole episode on recapture and reallocate, reallocate the resources that you're already using. Don't have to do more. In fact, you could probably save yourself a lot of time through the process if you simply identified the time-wasting activities like scrolling on your phone or doing a bunch of other things that probably aren't adding a lot of value to your health and fitness and even your life. And we just recapture those resources and reallocate them somewhere else. You don't need six hours per week in the gym. You can get away with probably 60 to 90 minutes total per week, literally. If you did three 30-minute sessions per week, you're good. That's 90 minutes, if my math is correct. Uh, my math should be mathing right now. Three 30-minute sessions and you're good. You can't find 90 minutes in your week. Um, again, I'm getting off track. This is not the point, but I, I really wanted to set the frame of, of thinking differently. Thinking differently is what allows you to do things differently because your thoughts become beliefs and your beliefs become actions and actions become outcomes. Actions become outcomes. Uh, so here are some things. Here's some things that you might have forgotten to be true. Number one, whatever it is that you're going through right now, whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever it is that's holding you back or the roadblock that's in your way, the thing that you're like, man, this really is tough. Like it may be um, relationship issues. You might be going through a divorce. I've, I've spoken to several people uh, lately that are going through divorce or some kind of a a relationship transition. Uh, it may be, you know, having some stuff going on with your family or your kids. It may be some hardships just, you know, personally that you're dealing with that you haven't quite dealt with yet, or you feel like it's holding you back. Could be financial, could be a, a chaotic time. Again, whatever it is that you're going through, the likelihood and the odds of you getting through it are incredibly high incredibly high. 
like a hundred percent. And, and the reason why I know this to be true is because up until this point in your life, you have gotten through every single setback and roadblock and hardship. You're batting a thousand. You have gotten through every single thing that life has thrown at you. And so there's no reason to believe that this current roadblock, whatever it is, will be any different. And I know when you're in the storm, it's hard to take a step back and it's hard to keep things in perspective, but it really is comforting to know that the time is going to pass and you will get through it because you've already done that over and over again up until this point in your life. Number two, this is an important reminder. And this is really like a a projection for myself because it's something that I currently struggle with and have struggled with significantly throughout my entire life. You can't please everybody. And when you try to please everybody, you end up sacrificing yourself, which actually, ironically, ends up hurting the very people that you're trying to help. I am a recovering people pleaser. I'm in the process of overcoming my people-pleasing tendencies. And I have to check myself frequently throughout every single day, really. Throughout every single day, I have to check myself because my natural inclination is to put everybody's needs before my own. And every single time, I can, I can look back and every single time that I allowed my people-pleasing tendencies to take over the situation It has hurt the exact people that I'm trying to help. It seems strange because those of us who have the tendency to people please, notice I didn't, I didn't put the label of, of a people pleaser because that's a identity based label that we will confirm if we really hold it as part of our identity. So when you say, I am a people pleaser, you are placing that identity, you're putting yourself in that box and you're closing all four walls. It's, it's, I have the tendency to people please, which leaves it open to change. When you state it as part of your identity, you are closing yourself off from changing it. So change the wording. I have the tendency to people pleaser. So us, individuals who have the tendency to put everyone else before ourselves, we end up hurting those that are closest to us. Because what what happens? You end up draining your own battery. And the people that you care about the most, they get a drained, worn down version of yourself. And we end up doing them a disservice, which is the exact thing that we're trying to avoid. So you can't meet other people's needs if you're not meeting your own needs first. So through this process, when you're thinking about your health and your fitness, you have to be selfish. It's the only way. Selfless literally means less of self when you're putting everybody else first. Now, Immediately, what's going to happen is, is your brain is going to be like, yeah, but again, this is where it comes down to thinking differently. Catch yourself in that mental thought process. Yeah, but I've got 17 kids and I've got, we've, we've had clients who 
I think the most amount of kids that one of our clients had was 11. And it's the, it's the thought process of, but how am I possibly going to do anything for myself? I've got, you know, my family and I've got my job and I've got my kids and I've got, they've got after school activities and their sports and I have to drive everybody everywhere. Okay. Catch yourself in that thought process. You are not doing them any good if you are not taking care of yourself. And again, I think immediately we go to this mindset of, well, that means that I'm only spending time on myself. No, time out. You are spending as much time as you need on yourself to show up for the people that you care about to the best of your ability without draining yourself and showing up with with no battery, with no juice, with nothing to offer. How do you know if that's the case? Because you have no energy. You're short and moody, you know, short with the people that you care about. You snap at them quickly. The the time that you do spend with them, you're not really present. You're stressed, you're overwhelmed, you're anxious, you're thinking about other stuff. You can't just be. Telltale signs that you're not putting yourself first. You put yourself first, all of a sudden you have more quality time. All of a sudden you have better conversations, better communication. Set aside that time for yourself. Book it in your calendar like it's a work meeting. When you have a work meeting in your calendar, you show up. Book it in your calendar like it's a work meeting, your time at the gym, your time for walks, your time for meal prep, whatever things are that you value for your health and fitness, put it in your calendar and treat it like a work meeting and watch the people that are closest to you. Watch how much better those relationships get. Watch how much more effective your communication is. It's not going to happen overnight. You got to think differently. Take a brief pause in this episode so we can talk about cured nutrition. Most importantly, the Serenity Gummies. I cured my favorite product still. I'm going to keep talking about it until literally everybody that I know or everybody that listens to me or anybody that follows me has tried them. Until you try them, I'm telling you, you're missing out on something. You're missing out on quality sleep. You're missing out on a great feeling of just serenity, literally before bed. That, that nice calming feel, that perfect blend of L-theanine, and that micro dose of THC, some adaptogens. It is just the perfect combination in a gummy form. It's like my little treat before bed. I've got my whole nice little routine, get myself in the perfect mindset. And by the way, especially this time of year where my anxiety is through the roof because it's October baseball and Phillies are playing one more win, hopefully until the World Series. We got to finish the job this year. If not, Whatever it is, what it is, but I'm I'm hope, very hopeful that they can get it done. Um, it's football season. Everybody who knows me knows I'm a diehard Eagles fan. So there's late nights, unfortunately, and I and I do stay up and I watch, and then my adrenaline is going. So I need something at the like I need that little adrenaline crushing product that gets me into the proper mood and mindset, so that I can still get quality sleep despite all of the anxiety and uh, adrenaline. So I use the Serenity gummies. I also use their Calm Caps. And then in the morning, if I need that extra little bit of focus, I'll take the Rise product, which is 
Like if I'm recording, if I'm doing a training, if I'm doing an interview, anything along those lines where I just need that extra bit of focus, or if I have a big day of of writing um, and creating, I'll take the Rise product, which just helps me to focus. And Cured, like they're just such good people, such good products. I highly recommend you try it. Go to curednutrition.com. Use code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M, for 15% off all of their products. That's curednutrition.com. The code is P-O-P-F-A-M, POPFAM. And start with the Serenity Gummies. I'm telling you, this is a product that everybody needs to try. If you have a little bit of anxiety, go with the Calm Caps. They actually have a sleep bundle. If you really struggle with sleep, I would get the bundle. And uh, it's already discounted, plus you get the discount on top of that. And if you need a little bit of focus, try the Rise product. It's it's great for for just mental clarity and focus and productivity. So those are my recommendations. But check out the website, curednutrition.com. See all the products that they have. And then use the code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M, for 15% off. And now let's get back to the episode. Number three, you deserve it. You are worth it but life doesn't owe you anything. Let me say that again. You deserve it. You are worth it, but life doesn't owe you anything. There was a quote that I actually posted to my stories and I'm going to pull it up real quick because otherwise I'm going to butcher it. Uh, Let me see. Where is it? There we go. The quote says, and this was uh, somebody on Instagram whose handle is um, millennial therapist. I follow a lot of psychologists on Instagram. And uh, this quote really resonated with me. It says, we are going to be perpetually disappointed by life if we spend our days anticipating something greater while doing nothing to obtain it. We are going to be perpetually disappointed by life if we spend our days anticipating something greater while doing nothing to obtain it. Man, like I saw that and got chills. I still got chills just rereading it because oftentimes we believe that we don't deserve based off of like childhood upbringing, you know, our our self-limiting beliefs, our confidence or self-esteem or self-trust that maybe has been tarnished or broken over the years. And we tell ourselves this story about our worthiness, our ability to be loved or to accept love, our ability to achieve. So we have this like logical part of our brain, this visionary part of our brain that thinks about all the things that we want that are more than what we have right now, that greater than what we have right now. We think and we visualize the the body, right? If I didn't have this belly fat, if I didn't have to, you know, tuck in my, my belly into my pants to try to hide how uncomfortable I am. If these jeans just fit better, if I could wear the, my, you know, favorite shirt or tank top because I was proud of my arms and shoulders. If I didn't have to run away from the mirror when I get out of the shower, if I could stop and pause and appreciate the body that I have and how I look and how I feel, we visualize it. We can feel it. We can sense it. We know that there's a desire. There's something in there that calls to us and says, you can do this. But then 
there's that little subconscious seed of doubt that says, no, no, you can't. No, you're not worth it. No, you don't deserve that. And that voice is a total liar. First of all, that voice is trying to keep you in this known, predictable, comfortable state. It's trying to literally stunt your growth. It's trying to keep you paralyzed with inaction and indecisiveness and paralysis by analysis and overwhelm and anxiety. And it'll throw every trick it can at you to keep you in your current state of known, predictable misery. And there's still that, there's this conflicting pull, push and pull. It's like, I know that I, I can. I can see more for myself. I, I feel like I can do more. And then there's that pull that says, no, stay right here, stay right here. And here's the thing. You do deserve it and you are worth it. But life doesn't owe you anything. So it's not going to happen by sitting and wishing and wanting. It's not going to happen by sitting and wishing and wanting. Success, happiness, health, wealth, uplifting relationships, life-changing experiences, meaningful connections, everything that you can imagine, you deserve all of those things. You are worth all of those things. But none of it is given, guaranteed, or owed. It takes an active pursuit and actively changing to make it happen. Because by definition, if you don't currently have it, you must make changes to get it. That is a fundamental truth and fact of life that is not up for discussion. If you don't currently have it and you want it, you have to actively pursue it and make changes. Again, in my opinion, changes to the way that you think about things, which will change the way that you do things, but it is active pursuit. You have to believe first and foremost that you're worth it. You have to believe that you deserve it. You have to hear and sit with those voices. Allow those voices to be heard and felt. And when the voice says, no, you're not worth it, listen. And then question that voice. What is that voice really trying to tell you? Oh, it's trying to protect you. It's trying to keep you safe. Cool. Listen. Thank that voice for its concern. I hear you. I understand you want me to stay the same. I understand that you want me to stay in this known comfortable situation, but guess what? I think that we're capable of more. I think that pursuing these things that are in alignment with our value system are worth it. And I'd like to actively pursue those things. So while I appreciate your concern, here's what I'm going to tell you, right? And you get the final say. But if you always ignore those voices, if you always suppress those voices, they remain in control. It's like the more that you run from fear, the more that fear controls you. The more that you ignore fear, the more that fear controls you. The more that you suppress fear, the more that fear comes back even stronger. You got to learn to sit with it. You got to learn to listen. You have to make friends with it. You have to get really close and, and familiar with it. And when you do that, you're in control. Because it, it, nothing is guaranteed, given, or owed, you got to go out and get it. But you're never going to do that if it always comes from a place of, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve this. And then you try to ignore those thoughts, and then you try to do it anyway, and your subconscious mind always pulls you back to the beginning. 
always pulls you back into that known comfort, into that certain misery. You got to be able to sit with it. And then you get the last say. You get to decide what you do about it. And that's where the real magic happens. So you deserve it. You're worth it. But life doesn't owe it to you. You have to actively pursue it. And you have to actively change to make it happen. Change the way that you think. All right, number four. Uh, You're probably holding on to something that you just need to decide to let go of. Like at a certain point, everybody reaches this point. At a certain point, you have to just say, fuck it. This is not serving me. Fuck it. I'm done. And And just decide and then do it. Like sometimes all the fancy tactics, tricks, tips, hacks, whatever, throw it out the window and just draw the line in the motherfucking sand and just be done. I reached my tipping point when it came to dieting, when it came to restriction, when it came to eating as little as possible, when it came to starving myself and working you know, hours at the gym, doing hours of cardio, trying everything that I possibly could. And I just kept going back and back on that, that hamster wheel, the diet hamster wheel over and over and over again. And no matter how many times I tried to learn the t- tips and tricks and how-tos and all the information, like it didn't change until I drew a line in the sand and I just said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm opting out and I'm never going back. I'm done. It's over. I'm letting go. I'm letting go of these limiting beliefs. There's something that you're holding on to. Comfort, maybe. Excuses. At a certain point in time, you got to get tired. Like, all right, I'm, I'm going to give you some some real real shit right here. So I I sent out a message to my audience that was really just like a pulse check message with there was no other intent other than kind of seeing who's paying attention, who's still around. Uh, it was really just kind of a pulse check of my audience. And it was a really simple message. And it was like, are you still interested in losing 20 to 30 pounds and improving your body composition and feeling stronger and more confident, something along those lines. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was basically like, are you still interested in achieving your goals? Like whatever, I I try to give some examples because I feel like that's a little bit more tangible, but the, the basic gist of the question was, are you still interested in pursuing your goals? And I got, I don't know, like a couple hundred replies. Some of them were just like, yes. Yes, I'm still interested. And some of them were like, yeah, but some of them said no. Very few, but but there were some no's. No, I'm not interested. No, I'm not, I'm not in any pursuit of any goal right now, which is great. I love the self-awareness. Like that's probably my favorite answer. When somebody's like, no, actually, I'm not pursuing any body composition goals right now. I'm like, that's such a beautiful place of self-awareness. Anyway, some of them said, yeah, but and and the yeah, but response, it was just a laundry list of excuses. Yeah, but I don't have the time. Yeah, but I'm going on a vacation. Yeah, but I'm traveling to so-and-so place. Yeah, but I can't stay consistent. Yeah, but like laundry list of excuses, self-limiting beliefs, stories about yourself that aren't true. Let it go. Like at a certain point in time, doesn't it get just exhausting 
to fight for your excuses, at a certain point in time, you just have to say, fuck it and let it go. Like, I know when I'm making excuses and I'm aware of my excuses, I get so tired of hearing it. I get so tired of believing it. I get so tired of holding myself back. At a certain point, you just have to say, fuck it and let it go. No, it's not your time. It's not your travel. It's not any of that stuff. It doesn't matter if those things are valid. You're allowing them to control your future. Just be done with it. It's, it's everything. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I, I'm traveling, my schedule, my kids, my this, my that. Fuck it. Just let it go. Just stop. It's exhausting to fight for your excuses. It is wasting so much mental energy that could be put to use somewhere else, somewhere more productive. You're holding on to something that you just have to stop. Just let it go. Just stop. It could be comfort. It could be excuses. It could be self-limiting beliefs. It could be stories about yourself. It could be a toxic relationship. It could be a job that you hate. Just let it go. Let it go. Even the people. Here's another insider information. Some insider information. Some inside baseball. A lot of the people that said, yes, I'm still interested in pursuing my goals. And I was like, cool. That's great to hear. Do you want to have a quick conversation about that and see if I might be able to offer some insight into what you're currently doing and why that may or may not be effective and what to do instead? Or I might just tell you that you're crushing it and you should keep doing what you're doing. Would that be useful? Hundreds of people. And I got like, a handful of responses. It's not surprising why most people struggle. It's not surprising why most people don't reach their goals. It's not surprising whenever I say the statistics about goal achievement and it's in the single digit percentage, single digit percent of goal achievement. So that means that people who set a goal and try to achieve it will fail 90 plus percent of the time. It's not surprising because you can't even have a simple fucking conversation. There's because there's all of these stories swirling around in your head. You can't even accept some simple feedback or advice or a different perspective. That's why it's not surprising. The statistics make perfect sense. It requires an individual to be different than everybody else. It requires that individual to be like, you know what? I do want to think about things differently. I do want to approach things differently. I am tired of my excuses. I am tired of holding myself back. That is rare. It's so rare that it is single digit percent rare. That's how rare it is. It's actually quantifiable. At a certain point, you have to get sick and tired of your own bullshit. It's for all of us. I'm not sitting here pointing fingers because the finger can be pointed right at myself. All of the things that I say apply, usually apply even more so to me. Because I have to go through this myself and then I had to go through it again and then again and then again and still have to go through it. 
I have goals for myself. I'm holding myself back currently. At a certain point in time, I have to say, fuck it and let it go. But here's what I, I won't do. I won't turn my back on opportunities to better myself. I won't, I won't turn my back on feedback and support and guidance and accountability. I won't turn my back on those things because I've been here before and I know how this game works. Can you say the same? It's a legitimate question. Or do you keep ignoring opportunities because of your excuses and and your limiting beliefs? At a certain point in time, you just have to let it go. And last but not least, number five. This kind of is the perfect segue from what we just talked about. Common or normal doesn't make it right. In fact, if you want to be a goal achiever, if you want to look the way that you want to look, if you want to feel the way that you want to feel, if you want to achieve anything that's worth achieving, you have to be abnormal and uncommon. You have to be, right? Everybody thinks that they can be in the 1%. Doesn't work like that. There wouldn't be a 1% if everybody was in the 1% because then the percent would be different. You know what's common? It's common to feel like shit on a daily basis. It's common to have no energy. It's common to struggle to get through the day. It's common to be stressed. It's common to be frustrated. It's common to be tired, have fatigue, poor sleep, poor mood, low sex drive. That's all common. That doesn't make it right. It's normal to settle for less than you deserve. It's normal to just be like, yeah, well, this will do. It's normal to settle for average. That doesn't make it right. It's common to stay in your comfort zone. It's common to stay in that certain misery just because it's familiar and comfortable. It's common to stay in that zone of comfort. That doesn't make it right. It's normal to want something, but to not take the actions to get it. It is normal to have goals and desires, but not take the necessary action to get what you want. Here's what I'll say. Fuck common, fuck normal. And I don't mean common the rapper. Common the rapper is legit. So listen to his music. (laughs) Because lyrically, he's amazing. But (laughs) fuck normal. Be that abnormal, uncommon person who goes after what they want and gets it. Stop looking for ways to rationalize your inaction because other people are doing the same thing and it's nice to fit into the crowd. It doesn't make it right for you. It's okay to be different. It's okay to want more. You have to be willing to put in the work that other people aren't. Otherwise, you'll just get the same results that most people get. If you want to be part of the 95% of people who stay on the diet hamster wheel forever, lose weight, gain it back. Lose weight, gain it back. I'm going to do this challenge this year. New Year's is around the corner. Can't wait for my new challenge. I'm going to lose 10 pounds and I'm going to gain it right back. And then I'm going to say, my schedule's too busy. 
my kids are crazy. My husband's a dick. I have all these travel plans and blah, 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 whatever the fuck else. You can be part of the 95% if you want to do the same shit that everybody else does and you get the same results that everybody else gets. That is your prerogative. You want to do it? Go at it. If you want to be different, you have to think differently. You have to do differently. You have to be abnormal and uncommon. Got to do the work that most people aren't willing to. Don't feel bad because your goals and aspirations are bigger than the people that you surround yourself with. Just because your friends are getting loose at happy hour and drinking their faces off and eating a bunch of fast food or fried food, that doesn't mean that you have to do it. If that's who you're surrounding yourself with, then maybe consider leveling up your environment and your inner circle. Be who you are. Don't let those bullshit narratives define you. You have more that you can accomplish. You have more that you can do. You have more that you can give. Once you decide that it's worth it, then just don't fucking stop. Stop believing the lies. Stop believing the excuses. Again, just sometimes you just have to let it go. Be different. Be the uncommon person who shows everybody else around you what's possible. Be that uncomfortable mirror so that when those people see you, they're like, damn, I got to get my shit together. They're going to think that first. Be the example. So when they see you, they're like, damn, I got to get my shit together. And then what they're going to do is they're going to try to pull you down so that they don't have to get their shit together. They're going to try to poke holes. They're going to say, oh, you can, you can drink with us tonight. You can have dessert with us tonight. It's just one night. What's the big deal? They're going to try to pull you down so they can see you slip up, so they can see you fail. And then they don't have to do anything about it. It makes them feel better about themselves so they can project their own bullshit onto you. Be the mirror. Be the example. Be that light where they're like, fuck. This person just doesn't care. They're just going for it. And they're doing things differently. And they're acting differently. And they're conducting themselves differently. And they're holding themselves to a higher standard. Be the person that keeps the commitments that you make to yourself. That when you say you're going to do something, it's, it's written in stone. It's going to happen. Be that person. That person is built different. Or fall into the 95%. Spin your wheels. Be frustrated. Be disappointed. And always know there's that little voice that told you you could do it. You just didn't listen to her or him. That's all I got for you today. Hopefully this was helpful. I'll talk to you next time.